Hello, heroes, and welcome to the first episode of Campaign. I'm Kat Murphy, your host and game master. Campaign, like its sister podcast, One Shot, is an actual play podcast where Chicago-based improvisers and nerds get together to play role-playing games. However, unlike One Shot, Campaign focuses on long-form storytelling with a consistent cast of characters and actors. Each week, I'll lead the crew of the Minoc through part of an ongoing story set in the Star Wars universe. We'll keep at it until the story is complete, whether that be a few months or even years out. I'm a pretty big fan of campaign-style gaming. I think it lends itself very well to complex problem-solving, organic character development, and the creation of really memorable stories. Part of what originally drew me to role-playing was the richness of the worlds I'd get to explore and the potential challenge of narrative puzzles meant to be solved over the course of months. One-shots are fun, and I'll play them forever, but my heart really lies in the well-conceived campaign. Campaign is run in the Edge of Empire role-playing game. For anyone who has yet to pick up a copy of the game, I highly recommend it. It captures that magic mix of crunch and effortless flow that makes for a solid long-form system. The cast of Campaign is as follows. John Patrick Cohen as Trist Valentine. Johnny O'Mara as Lena Gilo. And one-shot host James D'Amato as Bacta. And now, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Fugitives! Trist Valentine, Lenik Gilo, Bacta, and Little Tamlin have unwittingly thrust themselves into the middle of an escalating galactic revolution. After a chance encounter with a mysterious construction site, our boys find themselves in possession of some of the most highly sensitive information in the galaxy. The plans for Emperor Palpatine's secret... Death Star. Pursued by the Emperor's Inquisitor, Ava Arik, the Minoc now careens through space in a desperate race to reach the Outer Rim. However, our intrepid crew finds themselves jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire as they exit hyperspace into an unfamiliar system and find themselves not alone. In a cockpit of a spaceship, there sits a man in his early 30s. He is bathed in the light of a planet that sits nearby and also various lights on his dashboard. An alert suddenly comes up and he looks and opens it and it's from the empire that's like mass alert it has pictures of all of you guys. It says that you're all highly dangerous. It says one dead or alive and implies that like you killed a bunch of people and stuff that it's making you seem well, to like be fair. dangerous <laughs> violent <laughs> we did. i mean many boffins die <laughs> many boffins <laughs> he reads that and then a crazy thing happens a hyperspace line opens like pretty close to his ship such that he can see it and the minoc your guy's ship uh looking a little worse for wear because you would you have some blaster scoring on it in the front. Seeing a ship that is the exact build listed on the readout at around the same time coming from that direction, he hails for your coordinates. Uh, let's cut over to that ship right now. You guys have uh, just come from the Death Star. 
You have stolen murder ball. the murder ball. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That's what we called it. <laughs> you have stolen the plans for it. How many Bothans died? Many. 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 Many Bothans died. Things are a bit hectic right now for you. There are blaster scorches all over the front of your ship. As I recall, your astromech droid is no longer functioning. There are some bad things going down. So what's it look like in there? Well, I don't know where we're going. D20 is the one who knew how to chart from one coordinate to another coordinate. I have no idea how to get to a safe zone. This was supposed to be a simple job, Tristan. A simple job. They're always supposed to be simple jobs, Bacta. I'm less concerned with where we're going as to where the hell we are just now. God, I wish we had D20 still here. Don't think for a second that I'm not going to leave in that escape pod. So, um, a man who is in his mid-30s, who looks incredibly haggard and tired at this point, he is in stormtrooper armor that is right now basically torn apart. The arm of it ha- is melted through, and you can see a massive burn on his shoulder right above his arm. He also has a burn across the top of his head. The arm that's burned, you can see there is a neat line of tattoos down that arm. Each of them are a, for any normal person, nonsensical list of letters and numbers. To him, they're very important friends and allies that he lost. He rubs his head. He has a pulsing headache, and he goes over to the computer to try and establish where we might be. Cool. So give me a, uh, I guess, actually an astrogation check, because you're trying to... What's the difficulty? Let's see. Um, I'm going to make the difficulty here two. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Papa's getting some. Are you sure this isn't just a complication rather than a. Is this in a black die rather than a purple die, or is this just. Yeah, no, it can be a one. Okay. But I'm going to throw that complication yeah, in there because I did like that. So, no successes, but I do have an advantage. Okay. So, I'm going to say. No, 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 no. You've got two successes. Two and successes. One threat. Oh, yeah, you just threaten the advantage cancel. The threat oh, and the advantage cancel out. So you're right. They're, threat. the threat. They're threats. Okay. So what I am going to say is I know exactly where we are. We are near a military zone in one of the most populated areas of the inner rim. It actually is a military zone, so that, that works out. You are outside of a planet called uh, Mykir. M-Y-K-Y-R, for all those fans who know how that's pronounced and didn't just read it. Um, <laughs> though I don't I don't know that it's ever actually been said. I, Mike here sounds right to me. Yeah. You are near the planet Mike here, which is on the edge of like the more or less suburban sprawl area of the galaxy when things started to push out. Okay. So, so you jumped from the inner rim to the first layer of the medium rim. More well, or we less, got farther than I thought we four. would. That's good. Well, so you're going to jump. I'm, I'm going to say that you're going to jump like a segment of a rim of the rim per per thing. Okay. Unless you don't want to. But right. I I think since you were fleeing, R2 would have been smart enough to say, let's get as far as we can. Mm-hmm. Now that you're involved with the com- computer screen, do you want to make me two checks? One, a straight-up computer roll, and the other, a perception check. All right. Uh, so computer computer is one uh, failure and three advantages. I'm going to say I have no idea what is You have is no idea what's happening. But you have I no know idea it's what bad. the signal means, but there is there is a bleep 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 mm-hmm. that happens on the corner of your thing and uh the Star Wars equivalent of like a Wi-Fi connector like char- like blinks for yeah. a few seconds before going away. You don't know what it means, but you know that a thing happened. Somebody noticed us. 
a uh, a Rodian, a tall, slender, attractive Rodian with an eye patch. And uh, a dick for days. <laughs> <laughs> Setting the tone of this already. Good. <laughs> um, one hand was up on the opening to an escape mm-hmm. pod. And mm-hmm. as he was climbing in, I heard you and I said, um, maybe I'll hold off for a minute. <laughs> Please do not take the escape pod. All right. You've convinced me. I'm glad that it was that easy. You didn't make me that perception the check. The perception oh, check. Geez. Okay. It's a neutral difficulty, really. A success and an advantage. Okay, cool. So you, since you were at the computer anyway, you looked out. Is there something that was hailing me? And there's a ship really close by. It's a freighter, and it has painted onto the side of it, because you're close enough that you can see some paintings. It's camo, but it's not what we Earthlings would think of as camo. It's camo that's more associated with, like, Wookiees and, uh, what are they? Transdotions. Okay. And uh, Rodians. That's, it's stuff that's associated with hunting in this culture. Bugger. Uh, a man with uh, dirty blonde shoulder-length hair. Uh, he's wearing a traditional smuggler's vest. He's got a kind of the uh, ex-quarterback look to him, but he's got very haggard eyes like uh, he's, you know, seen a lot. He kind of rushes to the uh, the front of the console and jumps behind the piloting controls and begins to, like, pull up, like, the console next to his computer. Uh, it doesn't look good. Can I roll an underworld check to see if I have any idea of wh- uh, what this uh, yes, may be associated please. with? Yes, please. And you get, because of back to having rolled that advantage, you get to apply that to your roll. Okay, cool. And so what is the, uh, what's the other? Advantages. Here? So the difficulty I'm going to say on this is two. So two purples? Yeah, two purples. So I got... So you handily succeed. One success. Okay. It's just one success. Just yeah. one success. Okay. So this is a ship called the Bargain Hunter. You know that this thing belongs to a guy named George Cardas, who's a human Corellian, who he is like the smuggler king. He's a big friggin' deal. He was a small time smuggler, mm-hmm. but something happened within the last eight years and he's now huge. And then around a year ago, he went missing. Okay. So that's this guy. What do I do? I know anything about his uh, affiliation to the Empire? Yes. Let's see. So you have heard because your connections with the with the underground are, are pretty tight that the Empire has funded some of his smuggling endeavors, helped him start up this Empire. That he's doing something for them. But it's weird that they would start up a smuggling ring. Yeah. Gods, it's Cardas. This isn't good. He's got a, he's got Empire affiliations. He's a smuggler king. What do we do? Take him out? Bakta. Uh, what, do I, what do I know about that ship? Uh, yeah, you know that do he... I know, do I think it's got firepower? Yes. Okay. Uh, it also will have some some folks on it that... It's probably not a good idea to mess with the ship. How big is it? Um, It's bigger than yours. I We could pause and I could look up exactly what it is. I just want to know just general uh, size, like how much bigger is it than us? I think that you're faster than it, but it's got more firepower than okay. you. It's Kodas, and he's probably already seen us, so there's no point in hiding. Um, what about running? Well, we could run. I'm a big fan of running. But I think it might be a better idea to uh, try to hail him and see exactly what he wants and where he stands. If we try to run, we could do it. Okay. <laughs> all, right, all right. How about this? How about this? Uh, why, don't, why don't you talk to him? Probably you. Why me? I think you're good at it. You're Thank sneaky. You. Okay, well. The other day when we were eating lunch, I had French fries. And you told me that there was an Imperial Brigade coming. I stood up to look, and when I came back, half of my French fries were gone. Oh, no, that was you. It wasn't me. It was you. It wasn't me. It was you. I'm lucky it was only half. Okay? 
Let's get our heads in the game here. One of us talks to him. I don't care who. And I will try and navigate a path away from here and start spooling up the hyperdrive. Okay, Works fine. For me. But the last time that you navigated us away, we ended up jumping right into him. All right, well, would you would you like to do it? No, I would not. <laughs> I'm not going to make any promises because this is a lot bigger than French fries. If I even took the French fries, you definitely took those French fries. Do not lie about I that. Take the French fries. Keep your cool, Enoch. And if we need to, we can run, but it's going to be a risk. Well, it's going to be a risk to hang around, isn't it, mate? If he's got connection to the Empire. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're in the ship. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I spool up the communications and try to uh, to hail their ship. Okay, so you try to do that. I'm not even going to have you roll. You're able to send a thing, and you can tell based off of your connectivity stuff that it, it connects. They know that you've hailed them. They are not acknowledging the call. They're just sitting there. Hmm. Can I Can I try to talk? It, they didn't accept. Oh, the they, call. so they so they can't even they can't even like leave a voicemail. <laughs> they hit ignore. We heard it ring once and went right to voicemail. So well, we, we tried. Yeah. yeah, that's you could you know you could hack if you really wanted to say something, but you'd have it's to making a lot of assumptions about our ability yeah. to hack without a droid. Well, that's I think that's really reasonable. You guys are in bad shape. You were just fighting a lot of dudes. Uh, you're all you're all fatigued at this point. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to mechanically show that, but you should have some strain damage because it was not it was not good. You're worse for wear. Can I roll a, um, a streetwise check to see why I think that they would be uh, not accepting our call? Uh, sure. I think um, streetwise is the correct thing on that. What's the uh, difficulty? On That's that? interesting. Um. I think it's a really difficult difficulty. Uh, okay. I think... Uh, let's make it three. Three? One failure and one advantage. So you fail, but with an advantage. But with an advantage. So the advantage that you have, trying to think through what he'd do uh, in this situation, you realize that in all of this time, he's not doing anything to, to contact you mm-hmm. guys. And the way that you've been thinking about him and all of the stories that you know, uh, you, you didn't even know that he was back. There's a chance that he isn't really working with the Empire at the moment. Yeah. You, know? uh, you feel like whatever the answer it is has to do with him as an individual person, which is a scary prospect because it could go either way. And I don't know him as an individual. I just know him through rumor. You know him through some of the people that you've worked with. Sure. But he's been um, gone for a year. He's been gone for a year. But his people have still been operating. In fact, all of you have at some point worked with one or two of his people yeah. that they're just smugglers. You know, okay. it's not a not a big deal. Well, if he's not responding and he's not attacking, he may just want to pretend like he never saw us. We can try to get away, but we need to know where we're going, Bakta. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not great at this, all right. D twenty did most of that. Can I can I um, uh, know if there's any like a world around the system where we are that I think would be a safe place to duck down and lie low for a while? Absolutely. Um, what kind of difficulty are we talking? We are talking one. Fine. Two successes and just two successes. Yeah. Yeah, just two. They successes. do cancel yes. each you're other. Right, Everything right, cancels right. each other out. Yep. All the well, the associated levels yeah. do. Yes. Everything. No. Cancels everything cancels each other out. Every no. Every roll is pointless. If you're listening at home, this game is impossible to play. <laughs> okay. Um, things you know about the planet directly in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's densely forested. Okay. That's because that there are some creatures on this world that make it difficult for certain types of people to settle there. There are some settlements, but these days it's it's just smugglers and riffraff my people 
something you also you recall that there was a reason that there were certain types of force users here. If you want to talk to the group about this certain thing, I'll let someone else make that roll with uh, with an advantage. Okay. Okay. So down there on that planet, it's mostly just you know smugglers, riffraff, the like. Wait, riffraff is there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, riffraff for old contact. <laughs> no, uh, uh, the the planet used to have force users on there, but I can't recall why there were force users down there. The important part is that our ship's smaller than theirs, and I think that if I could get us into the planet atmosphere, if they gave chase, we may be able to lose ourselves in the forest. Can can I do a? Would I know why anything about the force users that used to be there? Actually, back to my. Okay. I don't have any knowledges, or they're all equal, so what's the appropriate thing sh- that I should roll? You don't have any appropriate knowledges. Do you have, I, like, a I'm, history? I'm not or... trained in There's knowledges. Lore. I think lore would probably be the most appropriate knowledge. Yeah, but... lore is the most appropriate okay. knowledge. what's the difficulty? Um, the, So the difficulty is, uh, I'm going to say two, you but get, you have you get, an advantage. you get an advantage. I got a success and an advantage, yep, actually. Perfect. Yeah, that's, cool. that's that's great. So you remember that the reason that there used to be different types of Force users there were that there were things on this planet that inspired two of the primary Jedi sword forms. One that had to do with, like, one was Mace Windu's form, which is pretty cool. That's all about, like, viciously attacking and shutting down other people's Force powers. And uh, then Ventress's style, which was about defending with minimal effort and little, little flicky things. Um, because there are some animals on this planet uh, that are force sensitive and then your advantage gets you the knowledge that one of them cancels out force stuff you can't sense the force when you're in an area made by this animal oh my god this is exactly what we need we've got to get down to that planet immediately let's do it uh, saying this, Bacta looks over at the unconscious child that has been in one of the bucket seats of the thing the whole time why don't you tell the audience who this person is? So we see a, a young child who is, he's half human, half Zabrak. And he, he's got pale skin, right? Yeah, he's stark white. Yeah, he's, he's got stark white skin with tattoos all over his face. They look very similar to the tattoos that Darth Maul had on his face. And he has tiny little nubby horns. He also looks very tired and a little bit emaciated right now. Even though he's sleeping, he's just completely knocked out. There's some signs of physical abuse on him i'm gonna say he's got bruises jesus okay he was being trained by a dark jedi so yeah he was probably hit with force lightning uh sorry it's it's true it's It's true it's It's traumatic uh and he's in uh little black robes Uh, (laughs) back to walks over to him and gently picks him up and takes him to the sleeping quarters and he puts him on a bed well somebody we have to be careful when we go down here the planet is not exactly inhabited, but there are animals down here, and they mess with uh, people like him, people the Force. We can keep them safe. I'd rather mess with some animals than those guys. Yeah, me too. I'd rather get out of the sky and kind of think about our next moves. Yeah, I'd like some time to think as well. Maybe get rid of the uh, cargo that we've got somehow. I reference the um, plans that we have tucked away to the murder ball that we have just stolen. Yeah, the sooner we get rid of that, the better. Did the you sooner say that? we get them into the right hands, the better. 
<laughs> Shoot. When you said I reference the plans, were you speaking in character? Uh, no, I was, I was like, I motioned to. I, oh, I couldn't okay. remember what I what reference format, the plans. What format we have these plans in. So I'm they're assuming like a little that, like, it's a flash disk. They're a PDF. Yeah, it's a they're, jump drive. They are kind of on a jump drive. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it's like small. So, so it's like, called it's a, like, it's a data pad, yeah. which is at this point a smartphone. Uh, I take the smartphone out of my pocket, play with the menu screen. We got to get rid of this as soon as possible. All right, boys, strap in. This could get rough. Right. Click. <laughs> uh, I hop I hop on the guns just in case. Okay. In relation to this ship, yeah. are they in between us and the planet? They are, but I mean, you know that you're faster than them. And from a standstill, you could probably get to the planet fast. Okay, cool. So I basically set the course for uh, the most direct route to the planet, as long as it's not directly through their ship. Sure. There's but no direct through their ship. There's yeah. no moon in the way. Even if it's moving towards them, I'm going directly towards the planet. Okay. Make me a piloting check with a one difficulty. If you fail, there's this beautiful table of all of the things that can go wrong on your ship. Oh, so that's bad. Uh, I do not fail. I get one success. Okay, good. Yeah. So you succeed. So where on this planet are you heading? As soon as you get into... Oh, uh, someone make me a perception two. Um, Perception two difficulty? Yeah. I got you. Someone who was looking at that other ship. Oh, that would probably be Lenik, yeah. right? Success and a threat. So, success, you notice that the other ship waits until you guys are almost in Atmo to start making its way towards the planet. Disadvantage, you also notice in all of this stuff, uh, you have like a bunch of gauges from the ship. You notice that you guys are kind of getting light on fuel, which might be a problem because this planet isn't heavily populated. So, that's a thing that was going to happen anyway, because you were not planning for this sort of huge escape. Just so you know, <laughs> we might be stranded here. Okay. Just as long as you guys know. <laughs> oh, bugger all. We're not going to be stranded, okay? There's water if God wills it. We'll find a way off this planet, but we got The ship doesn't run on water. We gotta land, okay? That's the most important part right now. We have to get out of the sky. Right, but make, let's make sure that we're landing somewhere where we might be able to walk to refuel. Can we try? What would be the check to make to see if there's like any sort of refueling station once we get into Atmo? I think that's going to be it's going to be some sort of knowledge check, right? It's going to be uh, uh, knowledge or like it's going to be core worlds, right? Yeah. Well, are we or core is it, or are we outer rim? I don't know if you're outer we're rim. We're not outer rim. We're you're, core. So outer rim is stuff that's, it's like Dathomir and beyond. Okay. That's like tattooing. Okay. Yeah. You're not there. You're core. Core. Uh, I don't have that. Me neither. Nobody does. What's the difficulty? One. <laughs> Failure and an advantage. An advantage is that the area that you're coming down into, pilot-wise, it's around a bunch of tall deciduous forest stuff. That's convenient. Oh, well, that's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you don't know. You guys will have to land. This isn't the first time you've gone to a planet that you didn't know everything about. That's true. Can I, while we're down here, use a piloting check to, like cut engines in a certain way that I can conserve fuel while we're, like, coasting oh, through the planet. I like the idea of that. A, uh... Make me a difficulty to piloting check to be able to preserve fuel to, so that you know that you'll be able to get out into space. You don't know if you'll be able to make a jump without navigation. Gotcha. And I just remembered that I have a skill that reduces all piloting by one. Oh. Haha. I did not use That would have been time. useful, yeah. Um, so I got a triumph, a failure, and an advantage. Since you're driving at this point, or you're doing interplanetary piloting, yes. you should get extra maneuvers, but that feels like that has to do with a chase, and we are not in a chase. Gotcha. So I don't want to use it for that. Instead, I'm going to say that you are 
using it to save fuel. To coast, yeah. So you know, you know roughly the amount that you have enough now to get off planet and make a jump to something that should be far enough to get to a planet, but you don't know where, where? a planet is yet. Gotcha. Or if there's even something that close. But there's a, you got a chance, small chance. I think we should have enough fuel to get off planet. Now, where we go, that's completely up to us, and it could be to our doom. Oh, you say up to us, but it sounds like it's not up to us, <laughs> like it's up to the amount of fuel that we have left. Is that a correct read on the situation? Doctor, I'm saying that we have enough fuel to get to a refueling station if we knew where a refueling station well, was. Well, yeah, if we crash right next to a refueling station, we're going to have enough fuel to get to the refueling station. That's a good idea. Crash us next to a refueling station. I wish I could kick you guys all out of the cockpit. <laughs> Don't think I won't use this escape pod. <laughs> you use that escape pod, you're flying into a tree, buddy. <laughs> we have been lying to you. That is not an escape pod. What is it? It's just a closet. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just Christmas decorations in there, buddy. I thought those were control lights. Well, how would we? How would we keep? Why would we keep control lights in an escape pod? To control the pod? I don't know. All right, we're coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> I like kick the engines on a little bit as to like when I see like a clearing where we can like land. So yeah, you, there, what do I see? Y- you see a few things. Yeah, sure. so there's <laughs> there's like a there's a mountain. There's a forest. Dibs, land the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Right on the side. Yeah, nice soft mountain. <laughs> That's, uh, the mountain largely uh, levels out to heavily forested area, but then there's kind of a valley that has a big old lake and no trees around it. I want to try to land in a place that's not going to be conspicuous. Like, if we, I, I want to see if we can pick an area that's a little more tree-covered than, than clearing-esque, because I want to make sure that if we're followed down here, they don't immediately spot us. Okay, cool. So you find... Clearing adjacent somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So there's the mountain, uh-huh. and there's the, the valley, and there's some forest at the base of that mountain. But you're like, oh, if I go right next to the base of the mountain next to the forest, I could look like a rock. Great. Have, have all the shadow of the trees. Yeah. I'll yeah. land us right in that spot. Okay. Forest adjacent, lake adjacent. It's ideal. Hey, gotta make more land, guys. The this rent is here is <laughs> gonna be crazy. We just start condos and we do a whole different campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars real estate moguls. <laughs> Very exciting for us. And it's like, how how are they still making a podcast? Oh my god, <laughs> the empire burns, but the profit keeps going up. Guys. <laughs> okay, roll for a z- zoning permit. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So yeah, I land there. We uh, we kick down the the. Whatever landing gear. You kick it down. Yeah, we fly yeah. there. <laughs> jam, space dust. Oh god, like in Clone Wars when they made Obi Wan do that that one time. Yeah, yeah. freaking loved that. Okay, so it's like that. Good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so uh, I'm glad that nobody checked to see whether or not the air was breathable. It is. Yay. It's, I know it's Star Wars. It always is, right? <laughs> or and if not, we have those yeah. little. Just baby even from no atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. No, it's it's brisk. So it's, it's a beautiful whatever season is the season day. It's impossible to tell. <laughs> so you're telling me this ship has no escape pods? No. No, we didn't build any escape pods onto it. It was t- it was fifteen thousand dollars cheaper. Credits cheaper not to get escape pods. I mean this ship basically is an escape pod if yeah. you think about it. The other ship's the good ship. Um, can we do any sort of sc- uh, scans from the ship to see? Uh, I- I'm concerned with um, Cardas. Yeah. I'm concerned with Cardas following us. Is there any way to scan the area from the ship to see if, if 
Yeah, so you can, uh, but doing that would mean that you're sending out a signal, gotcha, right? So gotcha. he could, so it's like either you could cut all power, which would make it <clears throat> difficult for him to find you, or you could try to impressively hack that thing to scramble no, it on no. his end. I'm going to cut all power. Yeah. yeah. Are there, are there, is there any way that we can, how disguised is the ship right now? And are there any ways that we could make it less conspicuous? There are plenty of ways that you can make it less conspicuous. It's it's not that it's. We don't know that he's after us right now. I just want to make sure that if he wants to find <clears throat> us, he's going to have a hard time doing it. Yeah, right. that's. Uh, you guys actually keep paint for situations similar to this. Again, this isn't the only like foresty thing you've ever been to. Sure. Uh, you do have escape hatches because, of course you do. We've got hatches. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a jettison us individually out into space. You know those things we told you you were closets? So, yeah. Those are escape pods. So you have escape pods. Oh, my books! I was just throwing my books yeah, we out like, into space! We all laughed about it, too. We've got airlocks. If we think one of us is a Cylon, we can put them in the airlock and then... <gasps> Do a voting system to bid. We were yeah. really into that series. <laughs> <laughs> so while they keep uh, telling Lenik that they don't have escape pods, they do. Yeah. They have two of them. Great. Uh, and <laughs> in one of them, you keep a bunch of paint, and you keep it specifically in that because you know it's flammable. So you you just put it in one area in case something goes wrong. You can jettison the whole pod. Okay, now this looks like an escape pod. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, don't use those escape pods. Those are for emergencies, okay? We'll tell you when it's time to do an escape This is pod. why we did not tell you about the escape pods. <laughs> all right, so, I, yeah, I cut all power to the ship. Well, it's time to, talk, it's time to um, talk about our next move, but maybe we, uh, we want to get a lay of the land before we do so. Yeah. I, like, uh, strap on my blaster. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, yeah. I'll do the same. And, um, uh, yeah, lower, lower, like, the walk deck down and, and you know, step outside. Okay, so yeah, it's brisk. It's a uh, what? What season do we want it to be? Spring. It's spring. Yes. yes. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Two versus one, leading. Uh, Suck it. <laughs> it's sad sometimes that this is a purely uh, audio media because Johnny looked so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ready for autumn in the real world, and I want it to be autumn. I hear you. I hear uh, you. But yeah, it's not. It's spring. Yeah. Um, I'm not dressed for autumn. I have a vest. Yeah. Spring and autumn have the same. <laughs> the leaves are just prettier. No, the colors. It's earth tones versus florals. I also I'm like florals, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yes. Uh, hold on, I'm not wearing florals. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so it's it's early evening. It's a uh, earth okay. time five p.m. Earth time five. Um, what do we have in terms of food? Uh, you have a bunch of rations that's, okay. that you guys always keep about a month's worth for four people. It's it's like boring jerky, but yeah. but it it does. We gotta try and make this last. Um, I am going to make a survival check yes. uh, to sort of scout the area. I'm assuming that's one difficulty. Yeah. Um, I want to get a lay of the, like I want to know what's in the area in terms of like if we had to make camp here and gather some supplies like would i be able to find food and just like around here like do i think there are any dangerous animals that sort of thing right do we have any sort of um, <laughs> failure and an advantage oh okay or two failures and an advantage <clears throat> Oh, even better. Um, <laughs> so the advantage is that out of the corner, while you're like really, you're staring at the forest really hard and trying to determine stuff about <laughs> it. Because that's how it works, you guys. Yeah. You're just like, hmm. 
Um, bears. <laughs> there are bears. You you notice out of the corner of your eye that there's like movement in the lake, meaning that something lives there. Nothing good ever lives in lakes. That's true. true. Do we do we have any sort of probe thing that we could send out to sort of scout farther from where we would necessarily want to venture from the ship? I, I don't. You guys, do. you guys, tell me if you do, because I, I feel like you're really poor right now. I don't think we've got that. Uh, I feel like you, you know what? You rebuild your characters yeah. to a level one. <laughs> we have we have these. We could flip one over to have like a tiny little scout probe. <laughs> what do you guys think? I mean, that that to me, that's the quickest way to find some sort of civilization where we could go and maybe... Oh, I like the idea. Okay, but we, we have to think about why we would have it normally. What does that probe do for us in a normal situation? It's a... um, It vacuums. <laughs> Or, we or, we or, made or, it into a vacuum. It's like a Roomba. Where we got it. I mean, we could have stolen this uh, yeah. uh, somewhere along the way from like an Imperial you or also, something like that. You just had a huge haul. You know, that's you converted a lot of it to money, but there there was a bunch of stuff in there that wasn't Lasai. Um, so you can decide what that sort of yeah, what that stuff you know what? was. One of them was a cool little nature probe. Yeah, but there was like a pack of six nature probes and you guys were like, ooh, Ooh, we want one. Yeah. And then we yeah. dropped like five of them. And we're like, <laughs> we, dro- we, dropped, we dropped two and we're like, okay, we really have to be careful with these other ones. We, and kept, then we, like, kept, using them, we kept using them like in the middle of the night to like get water. We're like, I don't like getting up. So we drop one of these one use nature probes and it like, it like turns on a little glow light and leads you to the bathroom. You're like, oh, thank God. I almost peed on my foot. <laughs> So this is similar to the scary ones sent out on Hoth, but, yeah. but yeah. less intense. Yeah. It's got a smiley face paint. It does make that sound loudly. Gross. By the way, the worst like probe droids are ones that like make an unnecessary sound. Why are you What is that now? That's as stealthy as we can make it. If it doesn't get to talk, it gets upset and doesn't want to work. Well, it's space. We have haven't found a way to um, transmit signals that don't make sound. We don't know what those signals would <laughs> this be. This way! <laughs> I have found a planet. I'm scanning the planet now. I have a question about droid construction. Why are all of the scariest droids the medical droids? Oh, God. Right? Well, because medical stuff is scary. Yeah, medical what? stuff but is inherently why scary. Would you, why would you decide to make them look scary? They'd have no choice. <laughs> we need all Just these the way the world components. works. Jesus, Jim, these look scary as hell. <laughs> Well, do you want them to get better or not? Do you want, do you want no scalpels? We can put no scalpels, and then it's going to look like a bunny rabbit. You want scalpels, it's got to have arms that have weird scalpels attached to them. All right, so we should not the medical droid. Yeah. <laughs> the medical droid. It's doing its own thing. You don't have to roll for it. Okay. Maybe you'll see it again. I am. Um, oh, that means we won't. I uh, open up the other escape hatch, uh, get out my lawn chair and my blender, and start cutting limes. Uh, we have a few limes left, and I know Bakta's going to be really mad that we're wasting limes, but I'm definitely making margaritas. Do you want to get space scurvy? <laughs> <laughs> you know why I took those limes on board. Bakta. You know why I Bakhti, took those limes on board. If we eat the limes, we're not going to get space scurvy. That's why I'm, that's that's the why whole thing. I'm eating the limes, okay? Yeah, but we have plenty of vitamin C right now. We do- Cut, cut. All right. I'm doing a wash. If you want your stuff washed, put it in the pile. Yeah, I, uh... After I do the wash, that's it! I'm not gonna do another wash! I want... But I want these pants washed, but I'm wearing them now. Well, then take them off and put new pants! So so you... (laughs) All my other pants are dirty! (laughs) So you all remove the rest of your stormtrooper armor that you've been wearing? (laughs) This was a bad day, if you recall, that you were all... 
Yeah. Right. Today was the Death Star day. Yeah. No, murder ball. Murder ball. <laughs> and tonight's margarita night. So. <laughs> and I want to point out, Trist was naked most of the time. And then wearing He's a been in a kimono. Right? Oh, I've been in a kimono. That's right. Yeah. So I. Uh, I uh, so normally you wear a vest. Not today. I throw my kimono on the pot. No, but which I, is uh, floral. Oh, for sure. I, I have a backup vest. It is floral. Um, so I throw my kimono on the uh, the wash pile and then change into my backup floral vest. I take I take my outfit off uh, because these this is the only clean outfit I have left, and I'm just wearing uh, like boxers with hearts on them. Classic. Yeah. Good. Good. I offer everybody a, um, a margarita. <laughs> I'm going to have a margarita. I'm not going to turn it down. Okay. Well, you better because <laughs> I can't make more ice. ice with the shit power off. So this is the ice that we have. <laughs> oh, we wasted the ice, too? What, what do, do you mean, mean wasted? wasted? <laughs> <At> which- <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, like tears. <laughs> <laughs> At which point, uh, a little five-year-old in stocking feet comes comes paddling down the, the front. Guys, where are we? Oh, hey, Tamlin. Uh, we're going. We're going on a camping trip, Tamlin. Do you want a virgin margarita? Can't take the alcohol out. <laughs> uh, no. Just I wanted to know where we are. Why would we be camping? Um, Aren't we hiding? That's what camping is, mate. Okay. We're, we're lying low for a couple of days. Um. This planet's really interesting. Uh, uh, a woman I used to know told me about this place. Uh, and this is where a lot of the old Jedi learned to, learn to fight with their lightsabers. Oh, he, he, he gets really excited at that. His eyes light up and he comes out, uh, and, uh, sits on the ground by Bacta. Just hanging out there. Yeah. Um, so Bacta is gonna teach him how to wash clothes. <laughs> okay. Good. We have a clothes washing, margarita drinking mm-hmm. montage. And you guys paint the ship? Do you, yeah, are you drinking the, the, the people who drink margaritas uh, and All right. <laughs> don't no need to worry about me. <laughs> I don't know the words. None times where nobody's caring about me. <laughs> Yeah, so we we uh, and then we, you see like a a, a gopher is dancing. <laughs> a little robot. I wanted to cut back to like Lenik putting some paint. <laughs> oh, even God. even the probe is like yeah. humming it. Like you know, it's got a little speaker that's <laughs> playing <laughs> that music. <laughs> it, it, it ends with one of them like uh, lighting up a death stick, and that catches the extremely flammable paint that they've been fighting with on fire, and they have to jump in the lake for a second. Oh, good. So. Uh, uh, around 8 p.m. ish, okay. that's uh, the the sun's starting to go down because it's spring, not summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> did you guys find food? We weren't looking for food. You but were because because you have we rations, have rations yeah. right now. Jerky. Like back to like it's too late for me to try hunting or anything. Right. Um. So uh, before you tuck in for the night. I don't know what your plans are there. Uh, Tamlin decides that he's going to do a meditation to try to shut down his signature so that nobody comes chasing him. Yeah. We kind of, um, I want to, while Tamlin's doing that, I pull everyone aside. Look, I know the kid's young and everything, but, you know, He's just as much invested in what we're doing as, as we are now. And this is dangerous. I, I don't think we should lie to the kid. I think that we should tell him exactly what's going on and, and, and you know, treat him like he's part of this, okay? I know he's a kid. I know he needs to be protected, but I watched him almost kill you, Bacta. Right, well, I, I want, mean... Oh, Kit, I want, I want you to <clears throat> make, make, like, a some sort of memory roll about Bacta. Uh, okay. What would it be? Just a couple of greens? Uh, yeah. A couple of greens, maybe a purple? Yep. That's perfect. <laughs> sure. That would be a success and a threat. 
Mm. Okay. You remember that Bacta is 17 years old. Mm -hmm. He looks older than all of you. Yeah. But he has been doing this for a long time and knows what it's like to be a child of war. Uh, so if he's been really protective, maybe there's a reason. The, the scary thing that happens is a really deep howl sounds out uh, from somewhere up the mountain. Um, then there's a pause, and then that howl is answered. We should get inside. We should get inside. <clears throat> I do not remember how clever these things are. Oh, I mean, the, that, that sounds to me like they might be communicating. If they're anything like the <clears throat> wolves of Earth. If they're anything like the... Uh, Wolves on Earth is so <laughs> far away. <laughs> They're like the wolves on From Tatooine, <laughs> and it's really far in the future. Tatooine, <laughs> Tatooine is a Tatooine with the desert wolves? desert wolves. They're anything like the desert wolves on Tatooine. They're pack animals. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We're not playing games here. You know, everything that we do is dangerous. What if we, once we leave the planet, we find someplace safe for him to go? I'll say, I'll say, you're right. We shouldn't lie to him. He also, he has to choose this, right? It's our responsibility to offer him that choice as soon as possible. If he wants to be a Jedi or a, we can't make that decision for him by, you know, teaching him this trade and that's all he knows. We I'm gotta just let him. That if he's in danger, he needs to know about the danger. Sure. But he also needs to know the trade of being a kid too. Alright. Let's pack it in. Should right. someone keep watch overnight? Well, I think, uh, <laughs> We should set up some sort of a perimeter. Oh, God, we don't have any damn droids. Um, Look, maybe... The, the safest thing to do is get back on the ship, you know, raise it up, and maybe someone post up on top of the ship. Does the ship have any... The ship has a gunner. Like, I think it's yeah. got those bottom and top gunners, so somebody can yep. sit in the gunner bay. I, yeah. can, I can go up top and do the top gunner bay. Um, but we're not... Wait, no. Wait a minute, I don't sleep. I'll do it. We can't use the gunner base because we can't turn the power onto the ship. We, we can't. We can't oh, risk, and you think they? We they're... can't risk being scanned. Um, you could still sit in there and get a good vantage point yeah. without being completely exposed yeah. outside. Yeah. You can, if you sit in your kit helmet, you should be able to see in the dark. Yeah, I, I'll grab. I'll grab my clone trooper helmet and put that on. Right, I. I. Um, uh, call over to Tamlin. Tamlin, it's time to go in, bud. He seems kind of forced out. You know that he's. He's sitting there, really in the zone. Jesus. Bacta. Can you, yeah. can you just pick him up and carry yeah. him in? You can just pick him up and carry him in. Picking him up and carrying him in. Make make me a perception, someone. I would like to do that. This is a difficulty three perception. That would be... A threat. A threat. Just a threat. Okay. Something happens. You don't know what it is. Great. Good. Yeah, I take kind of a look. Pick up my lawn chair and the, the <laughs> grab, grab a marker. <laughs> yeah, and head back into the ship. The night passes. Back to you get two perception rolls. I'm not going to give you negatives. Just tell me what your positives are. Okay. Success and a advantage. Mm -hmm. And success and an advantage. So at one point in the evening, you see a four-legged creature that uh, looks if it were standing on two. It would be a little over six feet tall with gangly legs. Skulking around, you can't get that much detail on it because it's clearly nocturnal. It's black and meant to fade into the back. Okay, is it look? Does it look like it's looking at the ship? It is looking exactly at the ship. I uh, I shoot a warning shot at it. You're inside the ship. You're though. inside the ship, though. I is there no way for me to try and? Wow, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't smart. Okay. Um. No. No. I want. I want to try and like uh, maybe open one of. 
one of the, one of the locks. I want it. I want this creature that is clearly intelligent to know that we're dangerous. Okay. Um, I want to shoot at it. You. I'm opening it manually, but I have my clone trooper helmet on. With so you come outside into the dark. You know that it was around the right side of the ship. There's nothing in front of you. What you doing, Bagdad? All right, I am actually going to use a survival and try and look for where it might be. Just one. Two successes. You managed to sneak around under your hatch and mm-hmm. lift it up a little so that you could pull it back down to right. get back in, in in a pinch, but it can't just walk oh. in. Right. And as you do, you're kind of like under the ship on one mm-hmm. of the, the standing things. You see it in the distance. I make a shot and I place the shot that would be right in front of it so that it can see the shot and see that it would have come from me. Okay. That's difficulty one. In fact, if you want, you can just do that. Okay. We don't need to make people... Something cool about the it's system is we don't... <laughs> yeah, but you're not in a combat. We don't need to roll for everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the... Especially cinematic stuff. So this yeah. is a cinematic thing. So you snuck around, you sighted that out, and you popped off a quick shot as soon as you saw it. It started away and then ran back into a bush. Then do you head back inside? That's exactly what I do. I head back inside, go back to the watch post. Roll me one more perception check. This is going to be a difficult three since i know it's out there can i get a blue die and advantage one success and two threats the success is during the night you see that there is some movement mountainside Mm. you can't tell if it's one but you think it's probably more than one because one towards the the morning hours they go away damn it all right good morning everyone jesus (laughs) I was like, Don't do what's that. Your, what's your morning? What's your guys' routine? Bact is a military man, so he wakes up earliest. And I'm going to say he prepares at breakfast. Got your powdered eggs. Okay, thank thank you. Uh, yeah, I was um, concerned that we might need to bail in the middle of the night, so I was sleeping in the cockpit. Like, mm-hmm. uh, So as soon as the morning light hit the like front windshield, I was kind of up as well. I was uh, I was sleeping by uh, inside the escape pod. Just in case. Do we have like a kitchen area in the ship? Yes, of course okay, you great. do. You have, a, you have a cute kitchen area that has like a like a fifties diner booth. Nice. Mm-hmm. I come in um, wearing my kimono uh, <laughs> that I'm now partial to. What's uh, your name? Because uh, it's her, Abba. Abba. Yeah, yeah it's, Abba. it's Abba's kimono. kimono. So I come in wearing Abba's kimono. Uh, sit down, legs spread wide. Or <laughs> <laughs> right, um, I'm, I'm wearing like adult footy pajamas with a, a butt flap yes yep space onesie yeah. i'm really into the idea of the space onesie eggs bacon coffee <laughs> what i wouldn't give for eggs bacon and coffee but i'll take well, we have powdered eggs uh powdered bacon <laughs> with powdered coffee <laughs> yeah great <laughs> also what's coffee it's called calf in this Caffe, universe. Calf. i'll take whatever uh whatever's uh on special today well, uh, whatever's on special is what we have, which is powdered calf, powdered eggs with uh, bacon, with, with uh, dehydrated bacon bits on top. What what animal makes bacon? <clears throat> Oof. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, that's so dark. Oh, wow. Ah. Ooh, they're intelligent. <laughs> kind of. Not really. It's fine. <laughs> have you tasted it's bacon? so good. <laughs> Yeah, so I, uh, I, we, I guess, uh, Bacta, Bacta, right, Bacta. Mm. Bacta's our default cook, because <laughs> he was in the service, <laughs> and he doesn't sleep. So, we've got some problems. How much fuel do you think we could make a jump? Not just 
hopping somewhere else on the planet. No, I can get us off world and we can make a jump. We have enough fuel for that. Right. But we don't know where we're jumping. Exactly. And we might need more time to figure that out. Hopefully, we solve that mystery today. It's just, uh, last night, one of the, one of the, uh, inhabitants of this world was, uh, scoping us out. What do you, what do you mean when you, you say inhabitants? I mean, an animal. And it was checking out the ship. I followed a warning shot to show it that we are dangerous creatures. And it came back in force with more creatures to look at the area. So I think, I think they are clever enough to know that we're outnumbered. And so long as we're here, we're at their mercy. Do they have guns? They don't have guns, but this planet is a strange place. A Jedi used to train here. Lightsaber forms were made here because there are creatures on this planet that are in tune with the Force. I don't know much about the Force. I don't. I know the basic rundown that Jedi give everyone. But back to as far as I'm concerned, we're here to lie low, okay? We can leave whenever we want, but we need a plan before we get out of here. So maybe it's time that we stop dicking around and start discussing strategy. Please cover up. Please just <laughs> close your legs when you... Hey, it's nothing you've never seen before, okay? We're all dudes here. Not it's, such be... a, it's such a weird perspective, man. <laughs> Listen, you know, the human form, and uh, it's nothing to be ashamed of, okay? We're all beautiful creatures. I've, I've never seen one before. <laughs> And, and I don't. In something I don't then, care. Okay? No, please. I'm an educator. No, please put it away. Fine. I stand up. <laughs> we need to talk about how we're getting off this world. Okay. We need to talk about where we're going. We need to talk about Come getting on, rid of so these plans. <laughs> so it's, it's not a. It's not a human male's kimono. Okay. <laughs> I've got one change of clothes. I'm not wearing it in the morning. On standards. <laughs> Okay, fine. I go and put pants on. <laughs> if me putting on my pants is going to make everybody focus a little better, then I'll put thank the pants you, on. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Gosh. All right. I do take off the kimono, hang it back up, put it in the closet. So we need to jump to a world where we can get the ship serviced. We need fuel, and that's our main priority. We need uh, somewhere where they will be discreet, but also be able to service our ship in a full way. There's also the matter of us not having money to pay for any of that. Has anyone heard back from the probe droid? No. That doesn't mean that you you check your little remote it seems to still be functioning nothing's so happened it hasn't found anything as far as you can tell no news from the probe droid i mean they don't they fly fast they fly more than human walking speed but still yeah you probably like a 12 name. hour process sure. in that button area um and uh i don't know anything about i don't know much about the the resistance and uh neutral planets and all that but we need to if not on load, find a place to stash our cargo. Could we turn the ship on for like a minute to look at some maps? Or do we have do we have analog maps that we can check out? Oh. Or is it all No, that's that's a good uh <laughs> Yeah, in the glove compartment. There's a glove compartment! <laughs> we I've got I've got analog maps, but Jesus, I don't know how to read these things. Can I read can I read a map? I feel like I can read a map. We can muddle our way. <laughs> I can read a map, it, but it's gonna be I very... can read a map. You can't read a map? <laughs> Okay, well, can, let you me, tell, can you tell time on a regular watch? Let me explain to you how a digital watch. space works, okay? There's no north and south. I know how you know space works. I know how space works. Shouldn't you be able to turn on data pads? Don't you have data pads? Like, don't, can't you? Yeah, you might not be able to get plan. on. Wiki- well, there's no Wi-Fi down here. <laughs> there's absolutely no Wi-Fi. But even if you don't have Wikipedia, you should have Encarta, Okay, right? yeah, we probably have some way to turn on the map. It's probably like an old, it's like, it's like Encarta 98, so yeah. it's pretty out of date. <laughs> Like but hey, still, you can play that really sweet game not, on it. We're also it's not as East and West Coruscant instead of just Coruscant hasn't been reunified according <laughs> to them. D20 was the navigator. Okay, with, without D20, it's we're going to be pretty much jumping blind anyway. And he, his circuits are for 
solid. We need to replace a lot of parts on him to get him running again. Could we could we put together enough parts from him just to navigate and not have him do anything else? You, you know? want to strip down D20? He's not doing us any good right now. So, we don't have- who are you asking to do this, Lenik? We're not computer guys, okay? So the way that astromech droids work is that they do repair themselves. Uh, it just takes a long time. So D20's kind of like compressed himself and shut off and is just going bleep, bleep. You know, that there's like a little orange light. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Everything beeps. <laughs> <laughs> just on some beats and quiet. Okay, so based on where we are right now, we know the planet <clears throat> that we're on. Mm-hmm. Um, do we know what it's called? Mike here. Mike here. Mike here, right. We what, know what, is, what is the closest planet that we think in this system to Mike here that would be like a trading um, uh, world that we could maybe refuel? You on? think that there are two, because there are two pretty close by. Do we have a map? Right. Okay, so your map has... Uh, Two places kind of close by. One called Wayland that looks pretty close. One called Plu that's a little bit further away. There are other close planets, but they're all over a hyperspace lane that you might have to go through customs on, depending I, on who's patrolling it. I bet I can get us at least close Wayland, possibly to Plu. Um, can, can we roll some knowledge checks to see what these places are? Yes. Are these are going to be core worlds, or they're core worlds, These right? are core worlds, yeah. Does anybody have any knowledge anyway? No, I mean... Yeah, it should be. You guys should know this stuff. It's Probably. like a one. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a one. Okay, I'll try. Oops. Know about Mike here that this guy who's here yeah. has been kind of hanging out and doing stuff here for a while. Yeah. You know, that this is a place that, for X reason, non-Jabba smugglers have gravitated towards. Okay. Um, I got two successes in a threat. So did I. Plu has some aliens. Plu 4 is oh. a water planet, but they do have cities. All right. Well, I'd rather stay away from Plu. Wayland's closer anyway. Wayland is, was a lush, let's see. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> a lush, semi-tropical planet. Oh, bugger all. Uh, there was a battle fought there during the Clone Wars. Uh, there were some casualties there, but it was more of a staging ground for uh, territories. There's no real cities on there. <laughs> Rumor has it that there is imperial activity around there. Damn. We should not go there. So, let's blew a bust. Or somewhere else in Mylar. Mylar is a great name for it. Mike here. Mike here. How's that spelled? M-Y-K-Y-R. Or there's another option. We can put ourselves at the mercy of Cardas. He's definitely got fuel, but it's possible that we would be indebted to him if he didn't kill us outright. What do you think the bounty is? Fun us? The most wanted people in the game. A lot. A lot. You know, but it's the bounty set up by the Empire. So there's plenty of people out here that aren't going along with what the Empire wants to do. Yeah, but is he one of them? I don't know. Nobody knows, really. Nobody knows what Mark here is. <laughs> really? You can't find it? M-Y-K-Y-R. Not on Wikipedia. Oh, uh, okay. There's another option. The bounty's probably for all of us. We could have one of us hail him so we all didn't get captured at once. What if we get captured on purpose? You always bring it. <laughs> always. <laughs> Every time. It works most times. But what if the one time it doesn't work, that's it. Look, we are in dire, dire straits right now. It's it's time to start thinking about the riskier plans. High risk, high reward. We <laughs> don't you. have a lot of options. I do not see how this is a high reward situation. Well, what are we going to do? Go to Plu and try to deal with the Plu aliens? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
I mean, We're gonna go to blue. It is near a planet that's controlled by the Empire, but the other one doesn't have any specific allegiance to the Empire. It's closer to the Outer Rim. They have difficulty... Right now, they have difficulty holding some of the Inner Rim worlds. They're not focused there. All right. We have one jump. If it's the decision to go to blue, we can go to blue. If this guy has ties to the Empire, he, more than anyone else that we would meet, any random stranger, has reason to turn us in. True. He's got the connections necessary. The blues don't. I want all of you to make astrogate checks. But I can't. If you can. We can. We all have vaguely. Uh, what's the difficulty? Yeah, the difficulty on this is going to be two. Great. Oh. Three successes and two, dis- two threats. Two successes and two threats. Two successes. That's all. You guys are pretty confident no, that if you get fuel, you could probably get to Plu. That's the. Wait. We don't have the fuel to reach Blue. We don't have the fuel to reach. Do you realize that? Oh, we could definitely get to Wayland, but we don't actually know the the exact coordinates of Wayland. We do know the exact coordinates of Plu, but, but we, we don't. don't have enough fuel. New plan. Okay, I can't. We can't get to Wayland. Got Wayland's a- got nothing that we ha- unless Wayland's got Imperials. That's we, for sure. We gotta jump this guy and steal his fuel. What if we just try and siphon it? Well, he's not looking. Look. I'm I'm into whatever it takes. <laughs> Look, there's there's no. Does it feel like crystals? There's no there's <laughs> no way that crystals. we get past this guy. Okay, we we are at his mercy here. We, we need a bargaining chip, is what we need. Do not have bargaining chips. We are more valuable than anything that we could possibly offer him. Look, if I know the Empire, and I'm pretty sure that I do, they've got a bounty on us right now. Okay, what we did is we stole Imperial plans. They're not going to tell people that we stole Imperial plants. There's probably a whole heap of lies. Yeah, now, Cardas yeah. isn't—he's not an idiot, okay? He knows what—he knows that whatever's on that bounty is not true. He just knows that the Empire wants us. What he doesn't know is what we have on the Empire. We could lie to him, tell him that we've got something that he wants, and try to leverage that into him helping us. I feel like we're the more definite cargo form. He turns us over to the Empire, collects the bounty. Even if it's not true, for for uh, the cargo that we're carrying, he'd have to find a buyer. And that would take so much more time. Smugglers always want a bigger score. All we have to do is offer him the bigger score. We're the biggest score in the galaxy. Right now, we gotta lie to him. There's gotta be something that he wants. Can I try to, like, uh, think about the underworld and think about Please what I know do. about him? Okay. Absolutely. What's my difficulty check on here? Your difficulty remains the three it was before, but you've been doing well, so put some put some advantages up in there. Two? Yeah. Right. And I'm actually going to roll uh, the dice the right way. Oh, wait, no, this is wrong. I don't need this. <laughs> Two failures and an advantage. Can we re-roll? I feel like you can, can't you? Uh, we could we could, we could use a, whip over our last uh, force point. The, I think we're, these are the yeah, ones. Over there. Um, yeah, we could use our last first point. To add something to the roll? Destiny it? points. To, yeah, like, you this don't is have to get this. Like the intervention know? of random fate and luck and destiny. We are the main characters of the story, so this is how we act like the main characters of the story. Mm-hmm. Which isn't really what's going on right now. It's just that you're doing so well. I did get a failure on... The check, which was to remember something about him, but I also have an advantage on there. 
So there may be some sort of other leading information that I could gather that's yeah. not exactly... Sure, flip that force point. And you remember that a bunch of the cargo that you took was actually from one of his operations, and it should have, like, shipping manifests and stuff. But you have things in this ship that have information about him right now. That if you started going through backlogs and looking at records, which is really boring, you could probably start getting a better picture of how this guy interacts with the Empire, and you'd have a better sense of what your meaning to him would be. Look, there's got to be something that we... Wait a second. I, like, mid-sentence, kind of dash towards the cargo hold and grab the data pads that are the cargo that we have and then come back in the room and kind of throw them down on the table. We have information on Cardass. We took some of his shipments. We just have to sift through this and see if we can find some information that would help us in dealing with him. This is our best shot off of this place and our best shot at dealing with him. At this point, Tama comes into the room. The, the force feels really weird here. Really, really weird. How so, buddy? Normally I can feel everything, but... In the forest, I can't. That's one of the reasons why we're here. There are animals here that as a natural defense mechanism sort of block out the force. Yeah, I just thought of this. Maybe we should capture one of those animals. Okay. Wouldn't that be useful to have on the ship? <laughs> Something that blocks out the force? Do the he animals could... block out the force or does the planet block out the force? I think it's the animals. Well, why don't we find out? Okay. Now, if they were coming at night, then that means they're probably nocturnal. Yeah, so they'll be asleep during so he's saying something's in the forest. You know, Bacta, because you watched them all night, mm -hmm. that the things came from the mountain and stayed on the mountain for the most part. They didn't really go in the forest. He, The kid's saying something's in the forest. Yeah. There's something else in play here. Something else is going on. There are multiple things happening. All right. We've got food to stay here a few days. We know that what's-his-name is here. He's hiding out here. Cardass? Cardass is hiding out here. We've got... A really valuable animal. If we got one of those on the ship, there's no way that the Emperor or any of his Inquisitors or hands would be able to hunt us down. We don't know that for sure. We don't know that that's what the animal does. But we have someone with us who could tell us that. Sure. So, But there's also something in the forest. Right. Well, and the thing in the forest is what he's saying is blocking out the forest. Well, then we'll go let's catch we'll one. get whatever that is. Yeah, let's go to the forest. I've got this. And Bacta pulls off of his belt a uh, red and white sphere. Oh, shut up. We can, uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. we can capture whatever this is <laughs> and put it in here. Look, I mean, I, I have this, which would make it so much easier. I pull out a, a white and blue sphere with two purple circles. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we don't even have to. It would just be like a one and done thing. I pull out a patch, put some Yu-Gi-Oh cards in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got. If anyone wants to play, uh, <laughs> look. Okay, I, I I don't think it's a good idea to send uh, Tomlin out into the forest. I mean, whatever. Not alone. Not alone. No, 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 no. I don't think it's a good idea for him to go out there. Whatever is out there, obviously has a connection to the force. We need to keep him safe. Well, I don't want him to be alone, defenseless here either. Is I this suggest a, a chance for us to? We split the party. <laughs> I want to I want I want I want to comb through these records and try to find some information on Cardass. Kid, you can read, right? I'm 5. So yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll go through these records. I'll keep him safe here in the ship. You two go out and try to find whatever's in that forest messing with the force. All right. All right. Fine. No wearing a kimono. What's that? He's a he's a young boy. He can't wear a kimono around him. Okay, but I'm gonna be looking at records, and I need to be comfortable. I need to have free range of motion. I won't wear the kimono. It's not the morning. I'm kidding. 
That's uh, Tamlin picks up one of the pieces of paper and is like, "Well, they're, da- they're like data pads, right?" Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So he picks up one of the data paper. pads and starts starts scrolling. What's paper? <laughs> and does is like ship shipping shipping. Have fun with that, buddy. <laughs> Don't over. give him any margaritas I, either. I walk over to him and like show him where Control F is and be like, "No, just type in the just dude's name." <laughs> cool. So we got two things going on. I want to keep be- jumping back and forth between them. That makes sense. So I think the most useful way to do this is let's decide how much time we want to spend doing things. Uh, then we'll split it with JPC asking questions and us filling in the details about this guy of, of all of the stuff that we assume that we do find. Yeah. Um, and then. You guys will go on a forest adventure. Cool. Okay. Where do we want to start? Who wants to go? I say go forest adventure first. All right. My part of Paul will be smaller anyway because it's just... So are we... We're totally wearing like, uh, you know, woods ponchos like in Jedi. Yeah. Uh, I like Bacta excitedly goes and he puts on his clone trooper armor. He never gets to wear this. So he like he puts on... And like some of it is slightly damaged. So he doesn't have sleeves or anything for yep. it. Um and there's like a big blast mark in the chest, but and also his helmet has a huge hole in the top of it. The uh, the the scopes only function out of one eye. I'm hoping if I can get some some more relics, I'll be able to put it together. Is it even worth wearing? It's pretty beat up. Are you kidding me? This is I've got free range of motion in this. <laughs> I, I, Look at how many squats I can play. Yeah, I don't need this. to. I don't need to see you do squats. No, no, watch it. It's no, really no. smooth. Well, no, I mean I'm trying. To- <laughs> yeah. That's not, even a, that's not even a good squat. If you want to see a good squat, this is a good squat. <laughs> Terrible form. No, are you squat. kidding me? Are you kidding me? So you guys are working up a sweat. I'm going to <laughs> pop two, two of my Jedi or my my dark side points. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, the first is that you you've been through. Bacta has been through some like survival stuff, and mm-hmm. Lenik, you did too. But you never really liked being a Boy Scout. Sure. Hunting wasn't the part of Rodian lifestyle that you enjoyed, and Bacta. <laughs> Became a bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family business, you know. Uh, and back to you, your survival skills really had to do with uh, keeping a group alive. It wasn't, pay- it right. didn't care about like individual survival at all. That wasn't uh, a thing. So you guys didn't go into the lake that was nearby or use any surrounding things to mask your scent. Instead, you did a bunch of squats. <laughs> <laughs> and then some wind came and blew blew your hair back beautifully. It felt very nice after all no, of my the wig. sweat. And I reached back and grabbed it before and it goes away. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that happened. You have the wind in your face, but it's not unpleasant. It's a nice breeze. All right, so I'm gonna roll survival. Uh, what's the difficulty? Survival is well. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to look for signs of animals. Oh, okay. So you're just entering the forest and looking for signs of animals. Yeah. Here, it's just a one. It's just a NBD. Where's that stupid REI probe? Two successes and an advantage. Oh, cool. Um, so you you notice there aren't too many signs of animal life in the part of the forest that you're in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few things you notice something that might be a bird nest uh, or whatever you think of when you think of bird-like things. You think you think there are real eggs in there? I mean, I know we're not 
We're supposed to be we're finding these animals, for but, eggs. but they'd be good for breakfast. It would be good for breakfast. On the way back. Okay. On the way back. Okay. You also notice that some of these trees are uh, really super heavy with sap. That's their, like, bleeding sap, which could mean any number of things. It's just odd to see. Most trees aren't that full of juice. When we get back to the data pads, I'll collect a sample of sap. Maybe it's, uh... Maybe we can make syrup. Maybe we can make syrup. We're going to have a great breakfast tomorrow. (laughs) Eggs and syrup. If all we get out of this (laughs) is better breakfast tomorrow. It's worth it. That's way worth it. You also notice that there's a lot of foliage here, which means that probably there aren't animals, like, a lot in here. You know, Mm. that they should be, it should be less dense bracken. They're going to be further in. So, yeah, what, what we, what animals need they need uh, food, um, so probably... Eggs and syrup. Be predators, mate. We need grasses, you know, low-to-the-ground plants that they can graze on. Uh, they need water, so they're probably going to be within walking distance of this lake. It's really good for us. And they need cover. It's all those things here. That's... They should be... They should be here. That's here. Oh, Tommy, right. <laughs> well, well we, we haven't found... We, we should find a field or a meadow. That, that's where... Grazing will be. Sure. We can just, we can stay on the edge and camp out and see if we see any movement. Okay. We, we look for a meadow. So, uh, you travel in a bit mm-hmm. and you find a nice open meadow. Uh, mm. it's got flowers, but there's a bunny kangaroo thing hopping around nibbling on some stuff. So mm-hmm. there's that. But how, how are we going to know what we're looking for? I don't when know. We see it? I, I was really <laughs> adamant about us taking time. <laughs> <laughs> And with that very logical thing, <laughs> we cut back to, <laughs> to like, Lasai. What's Lasai? Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> said the guy who's like, we have to be completely honest. <laughs> That's not important right now, Tamlin. What's important right now is digging up what kind of cargo we took from Cardas. Well, uh, we took Lasai. We took Lasai and- from Cardas. That came from his shipments. Oh, oh, I see. Um, yes. Hmm. Okay. So he starts pulling aside a bunch of things for you. Okay, and this Lasai, it's pretty valuable stuff, right? Oh, Lasai's super <laughs> valuable. <laughs> rare. Um, All right. Well, we know we've got his Lasai. You start separating things into it would be so convenient if you had paper. Uh, a compiled thing of things that aren't. That uh, are his manifests versus things that aren't his. Mm-hmm. And it's it's more complicated than just that because nothing actually has his name. Sure, Instead, yeah. you're going through a few aliases that, like, you flagged because you know that they're actually him. But a lot of his, like, generals and people. There's a bunch in this sector from some kid uh, named Card um, okay. that stick out to you. You notice... That something's interesting about them in comparison, like not on their own, but in comparison against all of the shipping manifests for lots of different people that you know aren't a single syndicate that are many different uh, smuggler groups. Those look very consistent. Okay. Right? That there's like a standard, they bought some sort of uh, invoicing package from some company who specializes in invoicing forms, and it's like the easiest way to go about this. So it, that's fairly standardized. For some reason, Cardasses uh, look nothing like that. Okay. That they're totally different. They're like shipping numbers on things, have more numbers and letters than they should. Interesting. Okay, these uh, things are in the hold right now, correct? Some of them. Some of them are. So the way that it worked, because they're data pads, guys like transferred the whole thing onto you and the the Twi'lek and Devorian and whoever. You both have the full manifest of everything that was in that area, and then you were just divvying up what you wanted and didn't want and separated it out. But you have the memory of everything that was in that warehouse. Okay, cool. Do we still have any of his cargo 
Did we open up everything individually, or did we just take the cargo without knowing what what was in it? There's a lot that you took that you actually checked into, like the good stuff. But then there were some things that you just knew you could make money off of. That why would you bother checking? I want to start opening up some of our cargo to see if what's on the manifest matches up to what's actually in the cargo to see if he's hiding anything. Very cool. Um, I give uh, I give Tamlin a crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there's a hilarious scene of him like <laughs> up doing on a top of yeah. <laughs> yeah, like me reading it and then with one hand like cranking the thing down and like lowering him down to the ground. But yeah, we we pick out like three boxes or three crates, and I tell him to. Or actually, these crates are probably have like computer lock things on them or whatever to open them. They still open them with a crowbar. Yeah, we break these boxes. <laughs> Uh, so you can't see. No, no, no. Yeah, I, we we like go and like open up one of the boxes and see what's inside. Uh, what sort of thing do you want to be looking at? This would probably be. Uh, I'm checking the cargo. Uh, something that we thought would be very valuable. I don't know what exactly. Yeah, I want to know what sort of things that since we didn't develop what this list was. What do you guys think that you have? Again, it's nothing that should be actively helping you in the adventure. Sure. So but... I'm going to say that this is probably some sort of um like uh, I think saffron, like a very exotic like food spice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or just some sort of like a uh, uh, spice. That um, wouldn't be good on eggs, so we wouldn't have used it. Right. Uh, but just yeah, but just some sort of like exotic spice or glitterson. Maybe, <laughs> maybe even maybe even something like an exotic spice that like an alien species would enjoy that w- I, a human would not. Sure, it's actually got two uses. One, uh, several several uh, aquatic species really really like it. Uh, other one is it's a that monkey birth control. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say uh, that it can be compressed to make a really rare dye. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we we crack open that crate and see if that's exactly if that's in fact what's inside. Um. So you notice that it is. So it's like they're in the form of little crates of it, right? Mm-hmm. Little because it's um it's actually kind of bespoke. You know, that's the this stuff is so rare that the people who own it have owned it for years, and they they're like in the luxury business. Yeah. So that's uh, you're comparing like adorable tins um that have the numbers on them, and as soon as you hold up the number to the th- to like your sheet, you see that those longer numbers have nothing to do with what's going on in the 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 thing like it does correspond to the thing but all of those extraneous, extraneous numbers, numbers are not. nowhere on the the jar mm. also there are less jars than there are uh skews for how okay so roughly how many um how many less are we talking um you're talking like are we missing a considerable amount you're missing like a paragraph or two's worth. Okay, great. And I crack open one of the jars just to make sure that that's, in fact, what is inside is, is that die spice. It's absolutely that die spice. Hmm. All right, kid. So he's a smuggler. He's listing cargo that he's not holding, and there's extraneous numbers. Uh, to me, that says code. Bling, bling, bling. <laughs> <laughs> and we cut back over. What if, what if that bunny kangaroo thing is the thing that we're looking for? <laughs> we literally have no way to know at all. <laughs> okay. I mean, I say we just catch as many things as we can and bring them back and see what the kid says. Do we have to catch him alive? I, I feel like, yeah. Oh, you know what that means. Snare trap montage. So we have to build a bunch of snare traps. Just in this this clearing or all over. All over. over in the yeah, everywhere. Okay, this is this is like difficulty one. You can make snare traps. You know how. The, you have rope. Uh the- <laughs> So, what would what would this just be? A bunch is of there that like lift them up from the tree and hang them? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, we we accidentally kill one of each first, and then we're like, we have to we have to go get a live one. Uh, so, the, the, I think the the music to this montage is snare drums playing. 
<laughs> Wait, so what is there a is there a survival? Survival, okay. Three successes and two threats. One success, okay. Two threats. Eesh, okay. Um, we, we're probably getting a scuffle with a few animals. I have to fight them off. Uh, or one of us gets caught in the trap. <laughs> I think I think actually what you do is you lose some of the traps to each other. Like when they snap up, the animal gets loose and it triggers another one that snaps uh, up and then they tie each other midair and you just, no matter how high you jump, you just can't get it. I think one of our traps, like uh, like one of the kangaroo rabbits hops into it it grabs its leg and instead of like lifting up the rabbit, it like flings it <laughs> really far. <laughs> and meanwhile, they're back reading the shipping manifest and whatnot, and the rabbit just like dunk. <laughs> so at the end of this, you have one alive rabbit, two dead rabbits, and you're out like a hundred feet of rope. I really hope it's the rabbit. <laughs> We are going back tomorrow, and we are taking Tama. This was pointless. What if we can we can we call them and see if he can tell what they would be? See if he can feel it. I don't know how the force works. I I feel like he would need to be here. He would know. That's the way the force works. You just sort of know things and feel things. That's what I've seen. Okay. Can we keep the rabbit? Anyway? We can. We're, we're definitely going to keep the rabbit and get the eggs. And if we like, we've got rabbit rabbit omelet. <sighs> Let's Zero. try. Let's try and get those eggs, mate. Dude, okay. <laughs> so you do that. I like that we've accomplished nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, meanwhile, JPC's doing very well. Yeah, he's doing really great. <laughs> to me, that says code. Uh, so you and... Uh, so you're trying to work through the code while Tamlin is going through crates and crossing off, highlighting the things that don't correspond or what's missing and what, what numbers we need to look up. And uh, you guys are kind of a machine, you know, that you're doing really well. You figured out that at least some of the things are dates. Uh, they're much fewer dates than you thought they were going to be, but they're definitely dates. And from that, you're trying to, like, you've gotten the way to decode what numbers are but you haven't gotten the language to shift into place yet you're still working on it it's not cool uh, but you know that you this is all like dates of things within the past year and a half okay um have we encountered anything as far as uh missing cargo that was listed differently or missing or anything like that it's mostly cargo that was actually here the only thing that it looks like they're hiding is is these numbers. Yeah, it looks like uh, whatever they're... They don't seem all that interested in messing around with their shipments. You know, that they're not... They're not being all that shady about what they are... What they're transferring around. Are these dates that are all written kind of in the same format, too? Like Yeah, totally. These, okay, so this is a common era type of dates? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, based on what I know, I'm going to try to, like, go and plug these dates into, like... Or just, like, try to compile some of them and then start, like, plugging them into dates for cross-referencing them with, like, imp dates where, like, major imperial events have happened or, or, or things of those nature to Absolutely. see if anything lines up with Empire records. Uh, so the only thing that you get, it takes some searching. It's mostly turning up negative. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you'll notice that different members, that there were, like, that there were meetings, that there was... So the Empire is made of a bunch of different groups right? right there's like a grand moth who has like a squat a, qu a quadrant and then a moth to each what to each system mm -hmm. and then um there are a bunch of people 
under them there's like a really scary group in charge of propaganda and then there's uh like a police force and then there are private sector enforcers and then uh there is the military which is army navy and stormtroopers it's a really large operation and not all of those parts get along they have to have effectively senate meetings where they talk about stuff so you know that some of them correspond to some really large ones and some really small ones, but not the majority of things don't have anything to do with that. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So you guys, uh, <laughs> you try to get the eggs. If you can make me a difficulty three survival roll, you can have eggs. Uh, how do you have? How many in survival do you have? Uh, I have a green and a yellow. I would suggest oh, one you, of you. and one of you aid him, boost him. How do I do that? You uh, don't you have to make a success one roll, or, and then you get to give him a no. You just have to describe how you're doing, it and you get to give him a blue guy. Oh, this is really simple. Uh, I give him a boost up the tree. Sure. I, there we go. No. Yeah. Literally, it's that simple. <laughs> to listeners, this game is easy. <laughs> it was, it was useless. useless. <laughs> oh, it's a success, though. Oh, no. No. It's just disadvantages. So this it's is... <laughs> but I, I, threats. I didn't think you were going to make it. So you you try to boost him up the tree. <laughs> well, that's the... Like, you can, you can reach it and everything, but these trees are bleeding such... A, a gross quantity of really sticky and who knew slippery sap that you just can't grab. Uh, don't I have suction cups? You do have you do suction, have suction cups. cup fingers. Yeah, you have suction cup fingers, but suction cups work against dry, flat surfaces or uh, <laughs> like gecko fingers. It's it's not meant to go against jello. It's meant to go against something dry. On the plus side, though, that. Goo is really hard to clean out of suction cups. <laughs> so good luck with that. Congrats. Uh, you know what? If we can't have eggs, nobody can. And I pull out my gun and just shoot the nest. I don't know about that decision. <laughs> well, it did happen, so. <laughs> you effortlessly hit it. Back to looks a little sad. Stay was a bust. <laughs> so you come back to the we thing. Got the, we got the bag with a rabbit in it. <laughs> You rejoin them. Any other questions, angles, things you want to keep going? That's. I think you'll have to make me. If you want to just be straight up, cunning, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Let me. Let me try perception. What's my. What's my difficulty? You've been working at it a while, so I'm gonna say that it's two. Can I get an advantage? You can. Cool. Because you also have like Tama giving you. You know that his health. Yeah. Mm Four successes and an advantage. So you finally, it's actually a pretty uh, easy code once you finally figure out that, like, okay, these num- <laughs> these letters correspond to this and these, you know, the, once you do that, it unlocks everything. One is uh, A, two is B, <laughs> two is B, three is C. <laughs> I can't figure out four. D, D, it's D. <laughs> uh, they tend to be meeting notes. That there are things that were, all of the things that corresponded to major events. Mm-hmm are observations about uh, things being said by people. Then you check them against the reports of, like, the things that came from that, or, like, the there was one that had a full recording because it was a public enough hearing, and that person never said those words. This information is spy work. This is spy work against the Empire? This is spy work against the Empire and for the Empire. It's There's a lot of information here from various organizations. It's clear that they're keeping tabs on some people within the organization to see, I, who knows. Do I know who's keeping tabs? Or... Do I think that this is um, 
Kardas is is moving this information, or do I think he's compiling this information? Uh, I don't think you can tell from these things. Okay. Do I think that he's aware of the information from this? I mean, or do you? Do I oh, think that? Oh yes. So he's definitely aware. Yeah. So you start piecing back through every time you've ever met someone who works for Kardas. It's either like corresponds to uh, an event, a really rich person, or a planet with a really unique culture, or. Uh, even better, the majority of things, raw resources. Do I think that this is information that would hurt Cardas if it came out? Um, or who, who do I think would benefit from getting this information? If, if I sent it to... like, can I, it... Cardas has one major enemy, someone that, he, that really hates him and he really hates, and that he's been holding his own against. And that is someone that you guys work for on occasion in Jabba the Hutt. Got it. Sweet. All right, you guys come back. Yeah. As you uh, come up the ramp, I'm uh, smoking a death stick, and I'm definitely wearing the kimono. Is this it? Tama comes out, and is like, oh, how cute. And it's very angry <laughs> and great. But he reaches out with the force mm-hmm. and calms it, <laughs> and it's fine. All right, I'm going to go out <laughs> on a limb and say that wasn't it. No, I don't think so. Can we keep it? Sure, we can. Yeah, buddy, we can keep it. Good decision there. Yay! Now you have a pet. What do we? What do we? Can we? Can we find some information about this pet? Can he be of use to us? Is he trainable? Uh, no, he's not. Okay, he's definitely undomesticated. Uh, you have a bunny kangaroo that's kind of small, more bunny sized, more like build like a kangaroo, like uh, a wallaby, like a wallaby. You have a wallaby. You have a space wallaby. <laughs> It's not a space wallaby. It's a planet wallaby. <laughs> it's a wallaby. <laughs> Does it, it's not like rocket raccoon. It doesn't have like. <laughs> you figured out that it's a it's an herbivore. Uh, nice. You probably can't put out too much food, or it'll keep eating it. It's uh, it's a weird marsupial. Congrats. It's a weird marsupial that can get fat sometimes. <laughs> cool. And you have to keep it in a pen because it's not domesticated and will poop everywhere. Fun. Awesome. Good. Thanks. Good. <laughs> yeah, real good call on keeping Tama here. Hey. The one person who can use the force. We discovered a an information ring. Hey, you discovered it. Good boy. I discovered it. Well, it looks like Tama's the only useful <laughs> person. <laughs> looks we like our entire been, uh, crew. Running a bit, pretty much a spy network. Now, a lot of this information that he's compiling could be pretty valuable, say, if we put it in Jabba's hands. And I'm willing to bet that Cardas doesn't want us to do that. Gentlemen, I put my uh, feet up on on the table. We have a bargaining chip. Okay, I'm just gonna... Not to take the wind out of your sails, Mm -hmm. but your bargaining chip is that we go to Cardas and we say, Don't kill us, because we have this information, and if it gets out, it'll... Take you down and destroy your organization. Mutually assured destruction, yeah. Well, no, no. <laughs> if he gets... The, Not exactly, If he kills man. us, then he's fine. What's that? If he kills us, then he's fine. Okay, he Have is... you never done a, a Mexican standoff? Okay, we don't come to him. Aware? What's that? Aware? <laughs> Transocean standoff? <laughs> we don't come to him with the information saying, here's the, inf- here's the bargaining, the leverage that we have over you. If you kill us, you can just take it. We set up a dead drop to transmit this to Java. If he doesn't let us go, it automatically translates. That is in an ideal situation. That's genius. This is far from we we are very far from Tatooine. We are here, and Tatooine is over here, over there. (laughs) 
It's still not close. <laughs> it's not close, but his network stretches pretty far. If he's in competition with, with Jabba, then that means that they have interest in the same areas. I think all we have to do is bluff this guy. We figured out his spy network. We've got a bargaining chip and we've got leverage over him now. It's true. I, I'm just afraid he's got a larger crew than us. And he's he has... I'm, it is I'm sure his, that this, there are more than three people on his ship. This information would devastate him. I'm not saying we fight him, okay? Fighting never entered into the, the equation. Now we have information that he wants. It's in his best interest not to turn Why does he want this us. information? He doesn't want Jabba to have this information. But, so it's in his best interest to murder us. I don't <laughs> Not if he thinks that Jabba will get this information if we get murdered. Okay, so we have to lie about having a dead drop. I know. Look, I'm not saying that you lie because obviously you will explain to him <laughs> that we don't have leverage here. Obviously, I'm, it's I'm, in your best interest Lita, to kill us. Lita, this is, I'm addressing this mainly at you and I. Okay. okay. The process here is going to be playing it cool, okay, and bargaining. I say we steal fuel from him and eggs. And maybe eggs if he has eggs. He will kill us if we try to steal fuel from him. Well, that he, that's if he finds out. Look, we're not getting off this planet unless we have some information or something to sell to him. This is just as good as selling information to him. This is information that he doesn't want sold to someone else. <laughs> no, it's not, because we don't have a way to get that information to someone else. He doesn't know that. We could probably just transmit it, couldn't we? Is there are there ways to transmit information? What's what is the way to transmit information from our ship? Uh, I think you can connect up to. I I really don't know. We'll How find does out. How space work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. It, I there, imagine they have a, a all right, thing. Foreseeably in this in this universe, is there a way where he would accept the fact that we could have transmitted this information to Jabba already. Yeah, you could just call Jabba on one of your hollow decks right now. Okay, you know, cool. So yeah. we could get a hold of Jabba right now. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so there's conceivably a way that he, we could have already set up this conditional dead drop. All right, we'll tell him this. We've already sent the information to Jabba, but it's... He doesn't it's, have the code. Yep. He doesn't have the code. He doesn't know what any of it means. And, and there's someone waiting on the ship, and if they... If we get killed, that person is going to trans transmit the code to Java. Yeah. Oh, so that gets us a meeting with him. Sure. What do we offer him in the meeting? Because all he has is our word. And right now, the information is in our heads. So there's no way to guarantee him that we won't give out this information. That's why we offer him something. We offer him a partnership. Hmm. Look, I'm not saying that we stick with this guy to the ends of the earth. I'm saying that we use Cardas to get us to safety. He's got a network, and that network is something that we can use to avoid the Empire. These are smugglers we're talking about. Look, I'd love to go back to Java, but he's on the other side of the galaxy. That's true. We've worked with criminals before. What we have is important, okay? We cannot let the Empire get these plans back, and we have to get them into someone's hands that can do something about it. All right, Our best way is to go with these smugglers. I, I, I like I like the direction that's headed. I do. I just think he knows that we have some valuable information. He must know that because there's a bounty out on us. Mm -hmm. So we, we have to find a way to show him that we are more valuable to him in his hands than him using us as bargaining chips with the Empire to... To win favor. What if? Okay, he's a smuggler, man. It's the status quo. He doesn't want his. He doesn't want his operation disrupted. What if? I got it. Okay. 
we tell him that we just need uh, w- something. We'll think of something. Fuel. And if he if he gives us that information or fuel or whatever, he can turn us into the Empire. And then before he gets the chance to, we escape with the fuel. Nick, a lot of your plans <laughs> involve getting captured. No, we're, doing, and, we're and turning I'll, ourselves in. And I, and I, I love that. And as, as you guys devolve into that, <laughs> uh, there, a growl starts up from all sides of the ship, or the whole brush area. Is that, is that one that. of them? Is that it? And then there's a long Tama? spooky howl, and we will end the session here. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Campaign. The crew of the Minoc will be back next Wednesday. For those Star Wars nerds who've listened to the audiobooks of Zahn's books, I apologize, first for leaving out the first R of Merker, and second for pronouncing it incorrectly. Still miffed? Heckle me. Any and all Star Wars-related heckling, squealing, and like nerdery will be happily received and returned at campaignpodcast.tumblr.com. The Campaign Podcast is a joint presentation by Tenpenny Press and Peaches and Hot Sauce. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with great articles, videos, and podcasts for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. The Star Wars Edge of the Empire role-playing game belongs to Lucas Books and Fantasy Flight Games. Finally, all music on the show is performed by the Snowdens of yesteryear. Until next time, peace is a lie. There is only passion.